So welcome everyone to another day of the Release to Reawaken Summit. My name is Rachel Sims and I am your host through this beautiful week of conversations. I'm here today with Marie Walsh, who is a beautiful healer. She is an empowerment coach who really helps women step into their power. So perfect person to be talking to this week. Um, and she has done incredible healing herself. Um, you know, she studied yoga and meditation, among many other things and modalities she's helped herself with and helped others that she works with. Um, so Marie, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so honored that you have joined us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> And so Marie is joining us from Perth, um, where she's been for a few years. So where she is now, it's the morning, um, and I'm here at 8 p.m. in New York. So I'm really grateful that we're able to connect through this technology and be here together. Um, so Marie... As we've been asking everyone to start off the conversation, I'm curious what personal power means to you. Um, I think personal power means um, finding that that intuition, I guess, for lack of another word, within that helps you really to identify with your truth, with your authentic self and helps you on that journey of self-discovery. So that power really is within us all, but sometimes we, many of us, um, realize that it's there or don't tune into it um, as, as often as we perhaps should. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, it's, you know, that's what's so beautiful about this week and, and all these crazy shifting energies. Um, and sort of the reason that we've put this summit together is this idea that we're all reawakening to this inner power. And, um, you know, we've always had it, right? It's always lived within us. And to be able to reawaken to it, to sort of pull back the masks and take away, you know, all the layers of ourself that we've covered up, not even knowing, um, to be able to step into that power and step into our inner calling and inner self. So Absolutely. It's like coming back to your, your truth, coming back to your your authentic self so exactly that without the masks you know without without the name without the experience without you know the people around you who are you it's about discovering that and then using that to to step into who you are meant to be and why why you're on this planet why you are here and what your what your purpose is yeah, and those, that's, you know, all those questions are the questions that a lot of us are starting to really ask ourselves at this time, those, those deeper questions that crop up here and there, I think, through life. But given these sort of crazy times we're in, um, you know, it, it's, it's being um, lifted up it's being it's coming to the surface even more right those questions of who am i and what do i want to do with my life and who do i want to yeah. be 
perfect time to start going inwards to you know this is almost like the universe has created this time for us to all take a step back to zoom out to look at what's actually going on what do I want to live this life where I'm you know stressed and burning out and just you know living you know like this in this stressed state is this what I want for the rest of my life or do I want something different and I guess that that power is the the change you know you the the it's that power within to create the change because we can only change ourselves. We can't change anybody else. If we want change, that change comes from within and that change can come from finding this, this internal power, this internal strength, this internal fire. It's like a fire within us all yeah. that, um, that we just want to tap into and, and expand. Yeah. Yeah. It is an inner fire <laughs> and it's something that it, you know, it, it, it's something that should light you up, right? It's like, I think we've been so, like, suppressed in so many ways and think that's normal. Think yeah. that you go about life in this sort of mundane rhythm and pattern. And, of course, there's ups and downs in life. But yeah. really, life should be joyful and life should be happy and it should be... Um, exciting right and that's you know of course not going to be every day but yeah you know if you can have that more in your life then why wouldn't you want that (laughs) absolutely right yeah 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 so to really tap into it um it is it is that inner fire and so marie i've been so inspired by your story and i'll tell you guys marie and i met at um a retreat last summer. So Ava was actually a speaker the day before. Um, uh, we're speaking with you, Marie. And um, Marie was one of the other women who was at this yoga meditation retreat, and we got to know each other there. And so, you know, we really got to know each other because we were there for 30 days. And for seven of the days, we were in silent retreat. And, um, you know, for that first week, there was about 20 people. And by the end, they, what were there, like six or seven of us who were there through the rest of the month? Um, so we really got to know each other. And it was really such a beautiful experience. And I was so grateful to be able to hear Marie's story um, about, you know, how she got to where she is now. And you've just been such an inspiration for me in really trusting yourself I don't even think I don't know if you know that but you you have such like an inner will and an inner drive and you really ask yourself those deeper questions and trust yourself like I you were one of the first people who I met who really learned to trust themselves and even if it was a hard decision um you just went for it it was sort of like this fearlessness in you (laughs) And it's been really inspiring, really. Um, So Marie, if you could tell us a little bit about your sort of life journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful that we connected in, uh, in Bali. And Bali was like a massive transformation for me. Personally, there's a lot that kind of went down in that retreat and that space. Um, and I, you know, my soul sort of expanded, I think through that process, but to get me to there, um, 
it was a bit of a journey. Um, I've kind of been, um, I was brought up in, Hud in uh, Huddersfield, which is a town in, in England. And I, you know, have um, brought up with a beautiful family um, and then kind of went into the schooling system and then um, got to college and didn't quite know what I wanted to do. And I had two options there. I could have um, taken some time out or I gone to university and I ended up choosing to go to university because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. You know, that's kind of like what you condition to uh, do. That's like the expectation at that age, you know, everyone goes to university. And so I went to university and studied um, performing arts because that's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed dance, movement, music. But then I, I wasn't, there was something not right there. There was something just that I didn't feel right. And so I trusted that and I, um, and I, I quit. <laughs> so actually throughout life, I've actually, yeah, I think I don't realize I've not taken credit for all the times that I have actually trusted something's not quite right. So then I did take a year out and then in that year out, I actually worked um, and through working, I found um, an industry called marketing. And from that, um, there was this woman who had a very successful uh, marketing business. She had like the fancy car, like the beautiful house. She was a successful woman in business. You know, she, I, I was in awe of her because she was just like this woman. She's in control of her life. She's got it all. And so she inspired me to, to go into marketing. And I asked her, what is the thing? Um, what do I need to do to get into this career, this sort of career? And she said, go and get a degree in it. So I went and got a degree in it. <laughs> um, and four years later, I received the first class degree. Um, and, then, and then like this job just kind of popped up and I automatically went into the working corporate system. Um, and I enjoyed that to... Um, to a degree. I mean, that's what life was, you know, that's, sorry, my dog in the background with his jumper on. <laughs> that's what, um, that's what I thought I was supposed to do, right? You know, go, go into the working system, you know, get a better job, get a better car, you know, move out, get a good house, you know, nice house with nice furnishings. And, you know, I thought that's, that was the normal thing to do. So I got this, amazing job in this amazing um, company working on international brands and I did absolutely love the job I loved, loved the people around me I loved the job but there was just something within me that was like there's something more there's something more there's something not quite sitting right here what is it what is it and I went traveling in 2008 Such a I went traveling in 2008 and, um, and it was within that time that I experienced many different cultures. My eyes were open to, you know, um, the different countries, the different, the, the beautiful people um, around the world and, and the simplicity of life, I guess. And, and in particular, Peru. Peru was massive for me in that, um, in that realization of there is more to life than people in Peru. They are so beautiful. They are, they are so happy. They've got this authentic nature behind them. And they've, they've got next to nothing. They don't have the house, the big houses like we do. They don't have the, the fancy cars, you know. They've got like, you know, little um, 
straw huts for lack of another word you know and Lake Titicaca and um but they're so happy so smiley so it's such like they had just such a beautiful aura about them and so I think that really opened my eyes to like there is more there is more to life than than this sort of getting up you know driving to work in the dark driving home in the dark um there is more so I knew it and then at age 28 I decided to take some action and um, so I quit my job, sold my house, sold my car <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and moved to the other side of the world, <laughs> moved to Australia wow. um, and to start again yeah and I remember at the time, um, I remember at the time my auntie said to me what are you doing? Like you've got everything that you could ever want. You know, you've got, you've got a, a good car, you've got a really nice house, you've got a good job. Like, what are you doing? Why are you throwing it all away? But, and, and that still sticks with me today, that comment, you know, what are you doing? You're throwing it all away. And, um, but I just had to trust myself that there was something within that just wasn't quite happy, wasn't quite settled. You know, I just knew there was something that was driving me um, deeper than what was going on in my head. Um, and so I moved to the other side of the world and essentially started again. Um, I actually planned to move to New Zealand, but, um, I had some friends that lived in Perth and I had some family that lived over here as well. So I thought moving to the other side of the world, at least I'd have some connections. And Perth is such a beautiful, like oh. such a beautiful, of the world and it's so freeing it's so liberating we've got like the ocean the day weather is just like it's like yeah it's such a beautiful part of the world and I'm so grateful and blessed to be here but um so I moved here and then um and then fell into the corporate world again you know because that's what I knew that was familiar to me and that kind of stressed state was familiar so I fell back into that sort of routine but over here on the other side of the world. And then again, it got to that point and it was like, all right, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've been in this job now and I've been in, I actually got in it, into this job um, and within six months, like I started, and it was like a really stressful uh, marketing manager job for another big brand over here. And yeah, essentially my health started getting affected. I started suffering from migraines and um, vertigo symptoms. And so I was like, hey, I just need to listen to my body. Like this is, this is not right. This is not why I moved over here. I moved here for a simpler life, you know, for the, for the freedom, for the, um, for the peace. And this is not giving me that. And so, yeah, I, uh, I quit that job without anything, without, without having any backup plan, <laughs> but just trusting trusting this needed to happen thankfully at the time I had a boyfriend who was supportive of that he could see how um you know he had affected my health and so then yeah quit that and started my own marketing business and started that business because that's all I knew you know marketing is what I knew and um and so that's why I kind of fell into that and immediately I got work thankfully I was lucky enough to you know have built a bit of a name and then you know um kind of just I guess through the vibrations I was sending out like the work was kind of coming in um and then again got to the point where do you know what this is 
this is great because this is freedom. I'm not working nine till five every day. Um, you know, I'm working the own hours. I'm not, not working nine till five, but then I might be working like seven or 10 in the evening, you know? And so it, again, it kind of is like, well, is this really what I want to be doing? Like sat in front of my computer all day, every day. Um, you know, yeah, I've got a bit of freedom where I can go and see my friends perhaps, um, in the middle of the day, I'll go to the beach, but you know, I've still got work to do and still got to sit at the computer for hours on end. Um, but I didn't realize, I didn't, then um, I didn't realize that at the time. And then, um, but I knew that there was some change that was needed. And I hired a mentor myself, hired a, a mentor or a coach, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. And I hired her to help me, to help me sort of shift this um, into, you know, this very doing masculine approach, um, into an alternative way. And, and through working with her actually, um, discovered that, uh, well, through, I don't know if it was working with her, but being open to her energy. Um, one of the branding clients that I was working with asked me to be a mentor for her. So, um, and it's funny because years ago, on uh, in my goals books or my sort of future life books I'd written that I wanted to inspire other women and I'd want to wanted to um help um yeah like coach other women yeah. um and naturally I was always that person that people came to like you know all the cousins and um friends and everyone was coming to me for advice it kind of came naturally anyway and all I'd tell them is what's your intuition telling you what does that gut feeling tell you um but um, yeah, so I worked with this, uh, this branding client who asked me to be her mentor and then kind of fell into that within like the space of a month. I had uh, like five clients and I don't even know. I can't even tell you how that happened. Energy. <laughs> energy. Well, energy. Exactly that. Yeah. It's just the energy. And then, um, so then I had, yeah, like five clients one-to-one um, -one and and honestly, like, I absolutely love, love, love that work. Like, I'm so passionate about helping other women find themselves, you know, find their truth um, and share my story because, yeah, like, it took me a while to find it. But, you know, we all know, um, we all know that there is more, I think, deep down within. I think there is an inner knowing that, you know, if you're kind of in that, in that sort of mundane life mm. of work, there's always that sort of inner, okay, is this really mm. it? Yeah. Or is the model? And so, and then, yeah, so then that kind of started this, this whole journey. And then, and then I've had the courage, I guess, to just let go of the branding and, and, you know, decline clients, which was tough, like for the ego, <laughs> like saying, no, but when it's not aligning with your truth and your purpose and your passion, then that's when you've got to trust. And so it is hard. I'm not going to lie. Like it's hard sometimes because the ego does get in the way. But ultimately, you've always got to come back to your heart and what your soul wants. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so from that is that's just been a journey now of um, you know helping other women and I just love love how it is it's working and you know people are just so inspired and um, you know transforming themselves 
which is beautiful. Thank you for sharing. It's, it's, such a it's such a beautiful story. It's really, I mean, you are someone who like trusts so much in your inner knowing. And like you said, it's not always easy. It's really, it can be really, really hard. Um, but to just know that there's something more and it's also that idea of your own value. I think that's part of that trust, right? Is knowing your own value, right? You have value in this world. You have unique energy and a unique, you're a unique person and you have so much more to offer than, um, you know, sort of this cookie cutter idea of what life is. And, you know, a point that I want to touch on that I think is so um, sort of potent and powerful at this time is this idea, like you said, when you sort of shifted from this masculine dominant energy to more of a feminine, just um, like allowing and receiving energy, right? So the feminine, so for those who are sort of new to that idea, um, in the world, in the universe, there's duality in everything, right? So you have the light and the dark, you have the good and the bad, you have the feminine and the masculine. So whether you're a woman or a man in the physical form, you have those two energies within you. And society has been living in a very masculine energy wise society for years now, centuries, right? Like a really long time. And, you know, it's more of, it's not to say that the masculine energy is bad, but this, it's it sort of, sort of turned into a bit of a toxic masculinity, right? Where like, um, doing, 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 doing constantly is the, um, is what life is, right? Where we, we feel like if we're not doing something, then you're not going to succeed or you're not going to, you know, make it in life or, um, whatever it is, but it's, it's sort of this idea that we've been so out of balance, right. That we've been so in the masculine that, um, we've shunned away that sort of feminine energy in a lot of different ways. Um, but I love that you brought that up, Marie, that, that once you worked with, with your coach and opened your energy up to that feminine, more of that feminine sort of like allowing and just being, that's when everything sort of started to happen, right? It's like things started to fall into place a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, being in Bali, that kind of really opened us up with, with all the yin yoga that we were doing because yin is all about stillness and connecting within. And um, yeah, I think yin yoga is great to help um, really um, open up to that energy, I guess, if you're not used to it. I think it's a great start. And that is something that um, in this new program that I've launched um, with the women, they're exactly that. They're still in the masculine way of doing things. They're still working hard. You know, not that working hard is not, you can't do that. You can do that in the feminine, but um, it's still sort of in this do, 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 do. And so when I'm doing the yin yoga with them, they're really struggling. They're really struggling to just sit, sit still because they're not used to it because, it, you know, it's hard to just feel and be, you know, and, and, and not have to do something or think of, you know, look after something or do something. So, um, so it can be really challenging, but it's a beautiful way to start. But um, yeah, working with the mentor, I guess, 
in business, like the way that I've understood um, to be the, the, the correct way of working is, you know, the strategy, the, the numbers, the, the how many clients do you want by this time, you know, and they're very do, 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 like this is what you, this is, this is where you want to go. This is how you're going to get there. Da, 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 da. I'm not saying that's wrong right. at all, but the feminine way is a lot softer and it's a lot like, okay, let's just focus on being right now. Let's focus on self-care. Let's focus it on putting me first above everything else. You know, that's like getting to a place where it's like, you know, you've got, as a woman, like we've all got all these things in our heads, like we've got to do the washing, we've got to do the cooking, the cleaning, da, 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 as well as the looking after the children, um, doing the work, you know, whatever. Um, and I think um, to let all that go, and because and, all that's doing is distracting you from yourself. So I mean, I'm not to say, you know, don't do it, but is it really, really important if you're like feeling so stressed and heavy in your shoulders? Like, is all that stuff, does it really need doing right now? Or is your, it's, it, or is your self-care more important? Are you, are you more important? And as women, I think we, we put ourselves last, you know, um, we always put ourselves last and I think um, we need to start putting ourselves first and investing in our own self-care, whatever way that looks like. Mm. That's come up but, quite yeah. a bit this week. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it, but it, it really, like, it's, it's something where, like you were saying, the masculine is not a bad thing. We actually need it. It's more of the rebalancing um, aspect because we've been so focused in this masculine and the feminine when you can truly start to live more in the feminine and balance it out that allows you to rest and in those resting moments is where inspiration comes it's where you can really take care of yourself and allow the mind to rest allow the body to rest so that when you're ready to go do, when you're ready to go make things happen, you, you for one thing, have the energy, right? You, and you're, you're coming from a more focused, clear space. Um, whereas when you're constantly going, you, you're not giving yourself that time to breathe and to truly release, right? That's what this whole summit is, is releasing, allowing yourself to release and um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the yin too. Marie um, teaches yin yin classes, and she's been doing it in her her um, her what do you call it? The four pods, the pod. Yeah, the fearless four pods. Yeah, yeah this week, um, which just launched this week, which is amazing. And yin is a really beautiful practice to to start with. Um, yeah, you brought that up. But you're right with the inspiration, like the. You know, when you're in that masculine way of doing and you, you know, you're looking at your social media and it's like, I've got to post this and I've got to do that. And I've got to, you know, have so, so much content created, which is, is, yeah, it's right. But how about just taking a step back and just feeling within and letting it flow from your heart space? You know, when you connect to that feminine, that's when that, like you say, that's when the inspiration comes. That's when the creativity starts to flow. Um, and it's more natural. It's almost like a more of a natural way to create rather than that structured, like I've got to do, 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 do. Yeah. 
and, and then you kind of lose your inspiration because you're like, oh, I've got all this going on. Whereas when you connect to your feminine and just allow yourself to just be and find that stillness, like that inspiration always will flow because you've got the space to be able to let it, to allow it in. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I definitely still get caught up in that to this day, feeling like uh, yeah. I'm post and I need to be out there so people, you know, know that I'm still here. But the posts and the videos and everything that gets the most engagement are yeah, those you know. <laughs> just flowing. Like when I'm just like, I, I'm just going to, this is what wants to be right? I'm not going to edit everything. I'm just going to like put it out there. Yeah. And, yeah. and you can, you always feel it when it's, when it's genuine, even you can feel it in others, you know, you can feel it when it's from, from the truth. And you can feel it when it's just doing it for the social, for the counts. But yeah, absolutely that. It shows in the numbers, like the energy it does. Yeah. It's so right. Yeah. And we're all more sensitive to energy than we know. So you can feel yeah. it. <laughs> you know, others can feel it. It's, it's, you know, we're made of energy. So we are affected by, by all of it. Um, yeah. So Marie, I, I would love for you to talk about, so one of the biggest things and that, you know, again, just being so inspired by you, and this happened while we were in Bali, was you wanting to change your name. And this, I remember it being a big deal for you, but also it being your truth. You knew you had to do it. So could you tell us a little bit about that experience and what that was like? <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like, I, you know, um, so when you say changing my name, like, <clears throat> I, I've changed my name in that I now use my middle name, Marie, instead of my first birth name, Kira. So when I came to Bali, I was known as Kira, right? I think it was like, yeah. was it a week? A week? Everyone yeah. knew me as Kira. Like, hey guys, like, stop. <laughs> I, I don't even see you as Kira at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was through that, that silent retreat. And that, silent, that silence is so powerful in coming back to your truth, in back to your, that authentic self, um, removing those layers, removing those masks, finding that stillness, that peace within to allow to allow you to heal almost. Well, absolutely, not almost. Um, and so, yeah, through that seven days retreat, that seven day retreat, I, um, one of my intentions for the, for the seven days was to reveal my truth, I think, or remove the masks and uh, reveal my truth. Like, what did I want out of it? And everything that I wrote down that I wanted out of the retreat, obviously I received. And so, um, I think it was like day four or five of the retreat when you're in silence that, you know, your heart really starts. Like the first few days, I'm not going to lie, it was like, from, it was hard, you know, to like plot with the distractions, like to think, you know, how many times can you ask yourself, who am I? Like, without getting triggered, you know? <laughs> who am I? I'm a person, you know? Who are you? You know, it's like, who are you beyond the person? Who are you beyond this? Um, and ultimately you get to this beautiful place of love right pure like pure love and bliss um and in that space is where um you really connected to 
whatever you want to call it, God, universe, your higher self, whatever it is to you, um, that connection is always there, but you can connect to it when you've got this, you know, when you've got that stillness in that space, I guess. Um, and in that silence, you know, you, the connection, you've got no other distractions than, you know, like however, I think it was like seven hours of yoga and meditation or longer a day. Um, and so I had some real beautiful space to be able to get clarity and, and ask questions and, you know, and understand myself on a deeper level. And so through one of the meditations, I actually um, saw my name, my full name in a vision, like all the four names, Kira Marie Eileen Walsh. And in this meditation, the first name Kira was dropped. It was like completely just fell away. And then just all that was left was Marie Eileen Walsh. And so I had that vision in a meditation. But I didn't really connect. I was like, that was weird. You know, I wrote it in my journal. <laughs> that was weird, but whatever. Um, but in the meantime, I'd had three vivid dreams that week, all about losing my identity. And I think that is a challenge, a challenge within ourselves as you step onto the self-healing, self-discovery, spiritual, whatever you want to call it, path. Your, your identity is continuing to evolve and, and change and shift as you do the work. And I was questioning, I remember at the start of that Bali, you know, we all sat in that circle and I questioned, I was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. You know, I actually broke down and cried and like was so vulnerable saying, I don't even know who I am anymore. And, um, and I had three vivid dreams, as I said, and these dreams, ultimately were all about losing my identity in some way, shape or form. So it was about losing my driver's license, passport, purse, car keys, um, all those things that you see that identify you as a person. And if you were to lose them, then you're nobody. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so, and in this dream, in these dreams, every time at the end of it, and when I felt like I'd lost everything, I had an internal panic. You know, I felt that internal anxiety within and then <laughs> that happened three times three different ways but ultimately all the kind of same conclusion and then it happened in reality right it actually happened in this reality and I was with you at the time when we went into Ubud um, and we were going to draw out some money and um, I, <laughs> I laughed because I just I couldn't believe it at the time I looked in my purse looked in my um bag and nothing was there I didn't have my passport my purse the keys I'd lost I'd literally had nothing and I was like oh, immediate threat, like oh my god. how am I gonna get out of Bali like I've got no passport oh my god it's been stolen and you know you just the, the irrational part of the world just goes into that panic mode and yeah, with you, I was I remember we like we called like the resort, and they were like, "No, we can't see anything. We, you know, there's no purse here." Yeah. And so <laughs> I just remember being like totally shocked, and then and then just getting to a point where, oh, well, do you know what? Whatever. And I, and, it, and it was like a split second. It was like I was panicked, and then it was just like, oh, well, whatever, it'll work <laughs> out. You know, and it was just it was almost like that. It just dropped. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and that so, you were in a panic. 
And it was yeah. when we were just getting to really know each other because I think it was right after the silent part. Right. Yeah, we could just... really talk. And I was like, oh my God, I, I want to help this girl, but I don't, you know, th what can we do? It's like, you know, I think it was stolen. It, it was stolen. Like we were in Ubud and it was just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's nothing we can do, you know? This happens all the time there. <laughs> yeah. And so I just let it go. I just um, was like, okay, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And then, um, turns out it wasn't actually lost. It was in my room, like, hidden away. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, in the meantime, like, we went to, um, we went to lunch with everybody, like, at um, that cafe. And we were having a discussion and I shared the story. It's like, I've had these dreams this week um, about, and, and I was saying, oh, I've not got my purse. I've not got any money. Like, I don't know what's happened to it. I think it's lost. Oh, I think it's, oh, and, you know, worst case scenario. Um, and then I was, as I was sharing the story, I was saying, it's so weird because this has happened in three dreams this week. <laughs> and then I started, to, yeah. And then I started to connect the dots. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah right this is the universe trying to tell me something and then I went back to that meditation and my name being dropped and it's like right okay this is trying to tell me that I'm holding on to this identity this idea of who I think I am that I need to just let go of and so um it was through that discussion with the girls that actually one of the other girls had said she changed her name for a, a period of time um because she felt that that was right at the time but then she has since changed her name back to to her birth name yeah. and so it was almost like hearing that was like okay so this is okay to do like this is not nobody's going to judge me for doing this and on the way home in the taxi um i came back to uh, my, uh, my mind was kind of going and then i was just kind of coming back to the meditation and seeing the names marie Eileen Walsh and then and then I just saw this vi this like vision of Marie like drop the E from Eileen coming into the E so like a double E in Marie yeah. and then as I just had that vision in my head I looked out to the side and I saw triple seven and triple seven like I can't remember what it means now but it was like um I don't know if it was like, oh, Foundations for New Beginnings, that was it. Oh, and it was that like, was it. I, yeah, I forgot about yeah. yeah. And so it was like the universe almost. And I just trusted that that was the universe saying, yeah, this is okay. Like, you've got this. Like, this is okay. This is the foundations for the new you. And so, um, and so then I think it was that night of meditation and I was like, hey, girls, like, from this point onwards, I want you to call me Marie. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was like, I actually I remember you even saying it at lunch like you were just yeah. like like I think this is what needs to happen and then at that meditation you're like it's done like I'm now Marie and we were like wow, it, that that's incredible like that you were able to uncover that and come to that realization and own it yeah yeah you know? yeah and, you know, that, that it was a beautiful um I mean, and it's not been easy, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, like my family are all like, what? Like she went on a Bali retreat and she's come back and changed her name. Like, who is this girl? We don't know her anymore. And, um, and I actually did struggle because my dad got married that year and I went home and 
I had that whole, you know, because it was beautiful, like with, with the people that were in the Bali retreat, obviously everyone was in the same space. Everyone was open to receive. Everyone was like supportive of one another and under, truly understanding one another on that deeper level. Yeah. But then when you sort of come out of that bubble and, and share this with others, it's like people don't quite understand because they've not been on that journey with you. And so going back to England, to my dad's wedding, I remember he had a, um, a gathering um, the night before the wedding, I think, or a couple of nights before the wedding. And I didn't know what to introduce myself as. And I, and I, I, um, I, I didn't end up saying Marie or Kira because, you know, I was introducing myself to dad's partners, his wife's, no, no wife, um, family on and friends. And I just couldn't find the words to say, who, what my name was because I didn't know if dad had been saying oh I've got three children you know Chris Kira Chloe or if he'd accepted it and you know and he's telling people that's what my name is now because you know for that generation it's almost like they don't always understand like why you know and they just find yeah I think yeah my family were just kind of a little bit like what is she doing? Um, but, and I ended up just introducing myself as I'm James. Hi, I'm James's daughter. Like not even saying a name, not even saying a name. And so I went back that night and I cried so much and I just like journaled it out and spoke to my partner and I just did a card reading um, just to have that like almost like reassurance. And in the cards, it was all like, hey, like stick to your authenticity, you know, stick to yourself. Like, doing the right thing and so it's almost like I just needed that okay like yeah I am doing the right thing this is okay I am Marie and this is who I'm going to introduce myself as so yeah and um like thankfully like my dad has just embraced it you know he calls me now hey Marie um which is beautiful and yeah um my mom is still kind of taking her time <laughs> she's like I you know I just know you as Kira yeah. and that's okay it is it's it's a journey it's a journey right and it's I just I love that story because that takes a lot of courage and it's it's really like what you said being in Bali you're in such a bubble and mm -hmm. everyone is going through the same things and um you know not exactly the same types of things but we're we're in this bubble where we understand each other like we know where we're coming from a little bit more and to sort of break through that bubble and come back to the, you know, quote unquote, real world and say, oh, I'm not this person anymore. This is who I am, um, especially for those who, you know, might have been in your life for a little bit longer. It, mm. it's, it can be a really scary thing. And it's and it's I really commend you for the courage that you had to step into that and to own that part of yourself, even like you said, when it when it was hard and you know, being at your dad's wedding and still not knowing what to say, but just still holding on to that trust. Like it's, it's always going to have, you're always going to have those wavering moments. Right. Um, and that's okay. I think that's the thing to, to know is it's okay to, to feel that. Um, yeah. And it's funny because it has come up like recently how <clears throat> it's almost like I, I have in the past looked as Kira, looked back at Kira as like, 
in a negative way like she's not who I am anymore and almost like that ego kind of came out like ego came out in, it's it's like it's hard to try because it's like I've got two versions of myself but I haven't like it's all me at the end of the day and but it's like I had split myself and had my life as Kira and now I've got my life as Marie but um I had yeah I did have this little moment earlier where it's like oh my god like Kira being Kira has brought me so much love so much joy she's brought me strength she's got me to where I am now and it's like I I think I I just needed some time to like bring them together and remember that yeah we're all like we're all one <laughs> like we're yeah. all one <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and it is it's sort of like that integration too right it's, it's integration yeah yeah and it's it's that's what I think is so beautiful about life though. And I think that's something that I think needs to be a little bit more normalized in all honesty is this idea that as we go through the journey, we're always going to be changing, right? There's always going to be things that are coming up, whether you're changing your name or whether you're changing your appearance or, you know, your values or whatever it might be, or the way you want to live your life. Um, You know, to, to, normalize it and for people to understand more that that's that's a life in flow like that's um that's such a beautiful thing and to be able to do that um you know I would love to see the world open up to that I think it would be such an amazing place to be able to to you know see someone progress through different stages it's almost like stages of life right where um there's just, we're so layered and to just keep pulling back the layers and meeting someone new, but still knowing that, you know, the heart of who that person is the same. Yeah, absolutely. A beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a journey, but, and who knows? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to Kira. If, um, who knows? Like, or I could change it again. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And just to know that that that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. That's that's such a beautiful thing, and that's energy, right? That's when, you know, of course, energy is always flowing. But to just be able to be that open and and you know, I don't know. That's just that's that's my dream for the world is to sort of like free everyone to be able to do that. Yeah, to be yeah, because there there is so much judgment in the world. Okay, there can be like you know, yeah, so much judgment. We judge ourselves. We judge other people. We judge you know. We judge so much. Yeah. Um, and there's a fear then of of there is this fear of being true to yourself because you've got this fear of what other people think. And when I first stepped onto this path, I had that fear. And in fact, sharing stories like from my heart on on through socials. Um, at the time when I'm doing it and I'm in the flow, like I don't have any fear because I know that it's truth. I know that it's meant to be shared, but, but after you've posted, posted it, it's like, Oh, what are people going to think? Like, you know, but you just got to stay true to your truth, true, true to your heart in, you know, whoever's meant to see this, will see this, whoever's meant to take something from this we'll take something from this whoever's meant to be triggered by this and that's another one a lot of my family are triggered by my posts because they're not used to such vulnerability and such open sharing um you know they that brings up something within them Mm. Um, 
and that's been a little challenging to um, overcome as well. But I've just got to exactly that: stay true to myself and and trust that you know that's that's them and that's not that's not me. That's something within them that they need to heal. Yeah. Um, if they're getting triggered by by me sharing. Yeah, and we have um, through the week talked a little bit about um, sort of relationships being mirrors of each other. Um, and for those yeah. who are new to that concept, it's the idea that everyone in your life, all the relationships that you have in your life, they are a mirror of yourself. And so if there's something that you're feeling triggered by, it's something to look within yourself and ask why, why am I being triggered by that? Like, why am I, why am I feeling a reaction within myself? Um, mm you know, to be able to release it, to, to not hold on to whatever that might be. Um, so triggers can be hard for sure. <laughs> They're not a fun thing to go through. And, and, you know, especially when you're um, sort of up against it with family members or people you're close to, it's, it can be a challenging thing, but I think that's part of the growth too, is, is um, that's how we, sort of challenge and encourage each other to grow is um, sort of knowing that those triggers are going to be there, but, you know, knowing that, in, you know, everyone takes their own time to sort of um, confront it and move through it, but that's a beautiful way to, to grow, even though it might not feel so good. Um, yeah, I mean, triggers. Um... Triggers is your own, is a, is a, is a, triggers is like almost like an identifier of what you need to look at within yourself. Yeah. And yeah, they, they will always have them. We'll always have them. <laughs> we'll always, yeah. And it's not always easy. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, one thing that sort of comes to mind is I recently have been reading this book, I think it's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Have you read it before? No, but I think someone's mentioned that to me recently. So maybe she, I'm... Yeah, it's incredible. I'm only like a few chapters in. But she mentioned it's basically about living a creative life. And that doesn't necessarily mean the creative arts. So what you would typically think of like being a writer or a, you know, an artist, a painter or any of that. Living creatively is basically like being open, allowing your, it's sort of like that flow. Like that's sort of what I think about and being true to yourself, whether, you know, it might not seem like the right thing to society or not. But she mentioned something about inspiration and fear always being hand in hand like those things are always gonna be hand in hand, right? But it's the idea of when you can sort of acknowledge the fear, so be friends with the fear. Yeah, yeah like make friends with the fear and say, okay, you know, this is, this is the path I wanna go down or this is the idea I have or this is, you know, the mask I wanna take off. Um, you know, you might not like it, you might try to like hold me back from it, but know that this is the path I'm going. And I might still feel it, but you know. Yeah, and it's when you feel that fear, then you you know it's the right thing to do. <laughs> like you know that that is your soul calling you, and all you've got to do is step into it, lean into that fear. You know, it's like when you've got that post ready, and you you know at that last moment you're like, oh shit, what are people gonna think? Post it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> do you've it. got to lean into it. You just do it. It's yeah. like. From it, you know, 
just 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 do it lean into it take that leap yeah yeah um I always say that's when you that's when you know like that's always been an indicator for me that I know when I'm on the right path is where I'm on like the precipice of fear but also like excitement yeah I I, something that excites me but I'm terrified that I know I have to do it I know I have to go that way yeah. So walking this path is not easy. There's a lot of, and fear has been a big theme this week too. And I think it's like you said, just leaning into it, um, you know, and knowing it's okay. It's, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's not an easy path, but it's, it's a beautiful path. You know, it's like you try and imagine life having not stepped into this journey having not been enlightened or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, how was life back then? Were you really happy? Because now like, yeah, like you said, like it's this journey of um, seeking happiness almost, but knowing that happiness is, is not always, you're not always going to be there. It's this journey. There's going to be times and peaks when you are, you reach that state of pure happiness, but it's about the journey to get there. Um, it's not about that being like a constant state, I think anyway, that's my kind of beliefs. Because how can you know like pure joy without, or pure light without the darkness? How can you know, you know, um, if you feel good when you don't feel bad or good moments when there aren't bad moments? It's like that polarity that you mentioned earlier, you know, how can you have one without the other? Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's not an easy journey, but it's, it's a beautiful one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exactly, as you said, it's, you know, with those dark moments, they can truly light the way for you. So to, to embrace it when you can and not always easy, but. And really feel, feel into those, those dark moments, you know, it's all about feeling into them yeah. and not, uh, not just bypassing them and suppressing them and just thinking it'll, it'll be fine. Put it in a box. It's actually having the courage to step into that and look at what's going on and why these emotions have sort of been brought to the surface. Yeah. Yeah. The whole ball game of stepping back into, you know, limiting beliefs and shadows, shadow work and conditioning and, you know, that's yeah. kind of a whole other. And you know the thing, we're getting close to the end of our our conversation, but the thing I think um, I would love for you to just briefly talk about, and I'm so, I love that you've done this so consistently, is your journaling, because I think that's a really um, easy way for people to start sort of uncovering things and looking within. Um, Could you talk a little bit about your process or just your practice of what you do, how you do your journaling? Yeah, I do. I, yeah, you know, journaling is such a powerful modality that we can all do, right? And there's so much power and therapy, I think, in putting pen to paper. And just, you know, journaling can be anything from, you know, I write about just what's happened in the day sometimes, just, you know, what's happened. Um, but then I'll write about just everything that's in my head. I'll just get it out onto paper. And it's just a great way to clear that space within your mind. But to go deeper, like when you're sort of going through, you know, you've hit a point and 
you don't know why you are feeling the way that you're feeling. You know, you start I, in my journaling prompts, I start to ask myself, okay, so what, what is going on? So I'll ask myself questions like, what is going on? And then it's like, okay, I'm feeling this way. Okay, why are you feeling this way? You know, and I'll sort of just prompt myself and then I'm feeling this way because. But then it, the next question is always, but what's deeper than that? So the, the, the answer there would be, I'm feeling this way because someone upset me because of this, you know? But then it's like, okay, what's deeper than that? And it's like, what? Okay, so let's go beyond that surface level. What's going on a bit deeper? And then I'll answer that. And then I'll ask the same question. Okay, what's deeper than that? And that's when you start getting to those deeper layers of what's the belief here? What's the story that I'm telling myself that is not true? Because coming back to what you said about, we, you know, we are create, you know, life is creativity. We are our creators. We create this life that we live. And it's kind of quite a hard concept to understand when things are going shit, you know, not going so well. Yeah. Um, but we do create this life. We create everything. We are creators. That's what we're here to do when we manifest what we manifest everything in our lives from being at a higher state of um, vibration or frequency and to a lower. So it's like, you know, everybody's surely heard of the law of attraction where like attracts like. You know, the same, you know, when you're in um, those kind of lower vibrations, you know, when, you know, you, you're running late, you get up late and then the traffic's bad on the way to work and like that kind of, again, like that like attracts like where the negative kind of things always come into play. But that's because it's like your, your state of mind or like the stories that you're telling yourself, like, oh, you know, you're kind of in that state, like, oh, I've got up late, like, gonna have a rubbish you know subconsciously like you, you're in that state where your day's not gonna go so well because it's not gone so well yeah um so yeah that's coming back to the fact that we are create creators and we can create and through journaling um you know when you've got to that's how kind of where i get to it's like well this is the underlying thing this is the story that i'm telling myself so how can I change that story? How can I rewire my brain? How can I write a new story? How can I create again? Like, how can I create my life in a better way that this situation doesn't affect me the way that it's affected me? And so then you rewrite your story and through journaling, um, you can write how you want to live. You know, so it's like future self stuff as well. Like, I am open to... Um, feeling loved i am open to whatever it is that you're going through you know writing as if you've already received it so I journaling in lots of different ways from just writing out my day to what's going on in my head to asking myself myself questions and then to script writing my future my future self yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, that's yeah. perfect. And I, yeah, you, you are someone I always remember, you know, anytime I talk to you and, and just from being with you for a month, know how just consistent you were with your journaling. And I, I just remember it helping you so much. And, you know, I've, yeah. I've really been inspired to do that more myself. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I don't do it every day, but sometimes I do. Um, but it's always just, you know, it's always there for you. Like whenever you, whenever you need, like just get a little journal and just, yeah, I'd recommend it to anyone. Yeah. 
and it is a really good way to to sort of track your progress I mean I've I've really been journaling since I was like five and it's really funny to sort of look back and see my life but you know over the the past few years it's been more of um you know, my journaling entries have been more about my self-empowerment and things I'm releasing. So there's deeper topics and, and practices that have gone into journaling. But you're right. It's such a good way to really understand yourself on a deep level and sort of keep going and peeling back those layers. <clears throat> because on the surface, you could think there's an issue for one reason. But once you really sort of get underneath, could be something completely different. That's, you know, of course it's relevant because that's the reason why you're being triggered. But to understand, you know, is there a pattern happening? You know, why, where did this start? How can I rewrite this? Because as creators, and like you said, we're all creating our own reality. A lot of times the patterns that we've developed over the years are living in our subconscious. And part of rewriting that is rewriting the neuroplasticity. So, right, so rewiring the brain, really. And, and one of the best things you can do is start writing it out and seeing it, um, really giving yourself a visual. Yeah, right, seeing it and then feeling it. Feeling it as if you've already received it, magnifies it. Because the feeling is like you know the feeling is like the vibration. Yeah. So if you feel that love, or however it is that you want to live your life, which ultimately we're all seeking the same things, right? Freedom, love, happiness, peace, you know, connection. Um, we're all human beings, you know. We all seek the same things. So it's writing that into the stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, You're right. Journaling is a beautiful way of. Um, looking back at your your journey as well and it's funny like when you journal after a meditation it might not mean anything perhaps at that time but then you could always go back to it and be like oh this links and that and this is universe telling me something and now it relates and I totally get it and yeah that's that's like your your um experience with your identity in Bali right you had all those dreams and you were like oh this means something but I don't really know yet yeah it is it's true you know and that's why you know i could go on a tangent about journaling but even dream work that's a really cool thing to start writing down too is when you you know if you're someone who has vivid dreams start writing it down because your dreams tap into your subconscious It, it taps into another state of consciousness and being and can deliver us messages that might seem totally weird and far out but you could look back on it even a day later, weeks later, a month later, whatever it is, and be like, this makes total sense for what, what I needed to know. So yeah, I think putting pen to paper and getting those thoughts out in whatever way, like you said, is so great. Yeah. Wonderful, Marie. So we are at the end of our conversation and you know, as we've been doing with everyone, I wanted to ask if you have any last advice or guidance for anyone who's looking to step into that power and start releasing some of the things they're holding on to, um, just to feel that empowerment within them again. I know it's a yeah, lot. I think the advice, <laughs> all my advice would be is, um, you know, if you've got that in a niggle, if you've got that kind of, it's like a niggling feeling that you, you know, you just know when you know, 
if you've got that inner niggle, trust in that, trust in that feeling and start seeking out what feels right to you. So if you've been following somebody on social media, for example, who inspires you and, you know, reach out to them, like have a chat with them, see, see how they got there or what, you know, um, how, if they can help you even, or, um, yeah, start, I'd, I'd just say start, if you, if you've got that feeling, then trust in that and start seeking out what feels right, what aligns with you. You'll know, you'll know, like for me, you know, Reiki was really calling me and I really wanted to learn more about Reiki healing and energy healing in that way. And I, I just knew. So I kind of followed that and then that's opened up doors. And that's it. Once you kind of get drawn to something or some modality or some person or something, that will open the door for your journey. So trust in whatever is aligning with you. So that trusting first in your inner niggle and then trusting second in what is going to help you on your journey. I think it's probably my best advice. Just yeah, and and letting go of expectations of who you think you you are and you're supposed to be. You know, letting go of that. Yeah. And trusting, trusting. It's all down to to trust. I think for me, trusting in that 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 feeling inside. And I think you know it. You know, it's like the the girls in the pod. Like they know it, they feel it. But sometimes they've got to step into that fear. You know, and um, I tell you, like, especially in these times at the moment, like money um, has come up a lot, like the fear of spending, which is like stopping the flow of energy, right? Yeah. And so when some, you know, when you've got that eagle um, and you want to work with somebody or start something to start your journey, you just got to lean into that and, and, and let the money, if you pay for it, like the universe will support you by you know you trusting in yourself and stepping into that fear and spending that little bit of money will will open up so much more for you on your journey um so i'd advise in investing in yourself if you've got the money available uh, even if you've not like and you've really called to something you know if you step into it the money will come to you if you're determined to go down that path like if you're determined and you've made that decision for your self-care for your health self-healing the universe will only support you because it's like the universe is like, oh, hey, this person is dedicated. I'm going to support them, you know? Yeah. Give me <laughs> and that's a whole other conversation we could have about money. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. thing that, you know, of course, everyone's concerned about money. But in terms of the energy, you know, it's that idea, like you said, you, you, if you feel called to something, especially when it comes to stepping into your power or um, aligning to your path and it feels right, even though you might be a little bit concerned about money, follow it. Because yeah. for one thing, it's going to keep that flow of, of energy flowing. Money is energy too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whatever that might be, as long as you can keep that flow going, it doesn't mean to go and spend your life savings you know, encourage doing that unless it truly feels right. And, and, you know, that's mm. your path, but, you know, keeping that flowing, well, we'll have to have a whole other conversation about that because it's a huge, big one. It's, <laughs> yeah. a big one. it's a big one, but I think that's it's something I've been working through this last week. I think because Taurus season is all about money, right? Oh yeah. Uh, finances. And so I think there's a lot of 
stories and, and conversations going on right now about money as well. But yeah, like you say, a whole, whole other ball game, whole other story. Because <laughs> it is, it's that resistance. If you're resistant to yeah. anything, I don't have the money to spend, you know, I'm broke. You know, if you have all those sort of negative ideas about money, and I think, I don't remember if it was you or if it, I think it was Steffi um, at the retreat who had this book, I forget what it was called, but it was all about money. And they talked about the resistance aspect of money and, you know, not using the negative terminology around money um, because it puts up this resistance. Whereas if yeah. you allow yourself to open up to it and say, um, I don't know, rephrase it so you could say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to do this. You know, I don't have it in my hands right now, but I'm going to be able to do it or, you know, however you can rephrase it so it's a little bit more of an open flow. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. writing as if you've already received it I think rather than having it as like that still not got it yet write it as if you've already received it yes yeah um but yeah money is like a big topic at the moment it's yeah. like there's a lot of conversations around it yeah um, we'll, we'll have to do this another time with all yeah. that but yes trusting investing in yourself putting yourself first when you need to um, I think those are great. And allowing yourself time daily, I would say, you know, self-care is so important right now. Yeah. Yep. Be disciplined in, in putting your self-care first. Be disciplined in putting your self-care first. Every day. Something. Mm. Yeah. So Marie, thank you so much for being with us uh, for this beautiful summit. And for those who would love to connect with you, can you tell us where's the best place to do that? Is it, you know, email or Instagram or? Um, yeah, know. so um, Instagram probably, Marie, so M-A-R-I-E-E dot Walsh um, is me on Instagram. And then if you want to check out the website, it's living-withlove.com. Perfect. And I'll put all of that underneath the video as well, all spelled out so everyone um, can just click to, to go connect with you. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you for having me. It's been a lovely chat. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Yeah. You could go for hours. For hours. For hours and hours and hours. I know. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll do this again. I feel yeah. like so much to talk about so we'll for sure do this again at some point um but thank you for being here as always it's so beautiful to connect and um thank you guys for joining us we'll see you tomorrow for another another beautiful speaker thank you